old miseries passed away old frustrations passed away old disappointments passed away i am ready 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 for the new this is my new new celebration new appointments new job new job new race new opportunities new opportunities say new 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 i am ready for the new i am ready for the new new laughter say new laughter say new laughter say new 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 i prophesy i am walking in the new walking in the new walking in the new i'm 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 walking in the new say the new the new is my new norm the new is my new norm We make miracle work, promise keep light. <laughs> if it's the way maker, then walk in the way. Say walk. We make miracle walk, promise keep light. Walk in your newness. Walk in your newness. Walk. Walk, 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 way maker. Promise keeper. My God, my God. For the last time, walk into your newness. We say we walk. We walk. Promise. Yes, Lord. My God. Yeah, my word. Listen to me, listen now. We say we walk, 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 we walk. I walk, I walk, I walk, I walk, I walk, I walk, I walk. I walk, 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 Okay, this church likes to sing. I'm just telling you. <laughs> Hallelujah. What you've just done, you've just walked into possibilities. You've just walked into favor. You've just walked into the joy of the Lord. Nothing will hold you back any longer. New doors are open for you. New doors are opening for you. New doors are opening for you. In the name of Jesus. 
All right. Revelation chapter 21 verse 5. I love prophetic services. You don't plan it. It just happens. Revelation chapter 21 verse 5. Revelation chapter number 21 verse 5. Hallelujah. We believe the Lord for new doors. Before now to the end of the year, major doors will open up for you. I'm talking about major, major, major doors. Major breakthroughs. Ah, lift that right hand where you are. I prophesy major news. The Lord will open major doors for you. If that is you, say yes, Lord. Revelation chapter 21 verse 5. Let's read if you have your Bible. Let's read together. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Let's read again. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said, Write, for these words are true and faithful. I want to give you an assignment for just uh, one day. If you can tonight, there's an anointing on these words. Maybe just two words. Maybe three, maybe five. Go back home today and write what the Lord said. Rewrite. He didn't forget it. He said, write. So go back home today and write what you want the Lord to do for you before the end of the year. Write it down. And the Lord said in his word, these words are true and faithful. And trust God to do a miracle in your life. Those ink will speak for you. Joshua, my main text today, or one of the main. Joshua, chapter number one. I'll read verse number two. You and I don't see you walking. Joshua chapter number one verse two. Are you there? Moses, my servant, is dead. Full stop. No need to explain. Full stop. The old system is done with. Full stop. Moses served in his time, but his time was done. Full stop. I'm going to say a word that might be a prophetic word for someone. Hear me. It's not a hate word. Your ex is gone. Full stop. Stop asking God for broken reconciliation when God has a next for you. The only reason why you haven't entered your next is because you are trying so hard to make the ex work. It's gone. Full stop. The thing that troubled you is gone. Full stop. Stop trying so hard to explain. End it. Sending conversations, you don't need to have it anymore. Just let it go. It's done. Moses is dead. Full stop. 
You know where we are at the moment? We try to put a comma there. Or a colon or semicolon to try to explain why he died. We don't want to know he died. Are you hearing me, church? The past is done. Full stop. Stop trying to explain yourself to people who don't have faith for your future. There are people that will never see the butterfly you become. They want to see remain a lover or caterpillar because they find their pride in your crawling. So when God gives you wing and it begins to fly a beautiful butterfly, they, they don't, they, they, there are people that live in the realm of your past. No matter how much you become better, they never see your future. These guys live in your preconception or the preconception of you. Even when you walk on water, they will say because you cannot swim. There are people that will never see what you become. They are blind to your progress. But they always remind you where you used to be. They will never appreciate what God had made you become. Because that will threaten their preconception of you. So in order for them to be always right, they have to live in your past. There are people that will never see the gold you have in your belly. They will refer you as a coal. You are a carbon. You are just a black thing, a, 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 a nonsense thing. No matter how much you try and stop trying to explain yourself to people who have made up their mind never to believe what you become. Stop it. There are people you have to live in the past. In the name of Jesus. They are poisonous to your future. Have you been in a place before when people call you, you know it's trouble? I've got several names on my phone. But ask my wife, no. She knows it. So name, don't pick one. Don't pick two. Don't pick three. Trouble, four. Trouble, five. Trouble, seven. And I said, the call, I'm not picking. Because they never call you. Each time they call you, you feel depressed all through the day. I want to say another one again. Certain relationships are dead. Let it go. Stop trying so hard to resurrect what God has crucified. Moses, my son, Moses was a good guy, but he's dead. He's dead. He's dead. Leave him alone. The problem we have in this dispensation are people who are resurrecting mantles. I don't believe in Elijah's mantle or Moses' mantle. They are dead and they are gone. There's no problem with necromancy in the church. We are praying to dead people. There is a mantle of Septim, a mantle of Amanda, a mantle of John. What's happening to the mantles? Why is this church still broke? Or still in love because these are the days of, no, these are the days of the sons of God. I, I, I call it charismatic necromancy. We are praying for the mantles of dead people. Lord, send me the mantle of Elijah. Can you handle the weight? Can you handle the weight? But Moses is dead and gone. Amazing leader. But he's dead. God was ready, getting ready to raise another generation. If there is one thing that this generation has done, we have stolen mantles 
but dishonored leaders. Say it again. Will love their mantles, but dishonor their legacy. We live in a world that we, we, we live in a generation that will kill fathers but like the oil. So we are loyal to their oil but are very rebellious on their journey. We live in a generation where sons always want to publicly ridicule fathers but behind long for their oil. So younger generations are younger people are cursing fathers for not being theologically sound. They may not be sound like you, but they moved in power. We have lesser power these days. You want to know why? They don't spend time understanding the Greek and the Hebrew, but they spend time on their knees. Now we spend less time. We live in a generation that is, we live in a generation that is fasting against the process, but like the results. I don't want to fast, but I like the end products. Moses, my servant, is dead. Don't explain. And it says, now therefore arise over this Jordan. This is the first historical account of the biblical records of the scripture. Chapter number one, Genesis to the book of Deuteronomy is called the law. The Torah, the Pentateuch, the five books of Moses. We call it the law. You know, and the Old Testament is split into five. We have the Pentateuch, we have history. And history is split into pre-exile, post-exile. You have poetry, you have the major and minor prophets. And the Lord was about to write a history of a nation. The first thing the Lord recorded in the history of a nation is the death of a leader. But the Lord understood that in order to be a progressive revelation, we have to put a full stop to the death of leaders. And, and we still live in a day and age where we have younger generation praying for the mantle of Moses. Moses is dead. Going to a graveside or even praying to them is called necromancy. Erecting the spirit of the dead. There is something, somebody said there is something new. And that's what you'll be reading from time. The new, the new, the new, the new, the new. The new. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all these people, to the land which I am giving to them. So the Lord is saying to them, Moses led you out of Egypt. And that was his assignment. But Moses is not the one to take you to your promise. Understand seasons in relationships. Not everyone who took you out of where you are will take you to where you are going. Understand Moses in your life. And be appreciative of Moses. Because Moses will take you out of your mess. And out of your slavery and your dungeon. But he may not be the one to take you into your promise. So be careful how you treat people that don't look like your former. Or look like your previous. Or look like your ex-pastor. You know the problem with the church today? We always treat our next like our ex. And that's the reason why most relationships break. Why? Because we blame the next for what the ex cost. The most dangerous place a leader can be is to take the burden or the load of people who have come bleeding from another leader. Because they will curse you for not healing their wounds when it never caused any pain. The past season is done with. Full stop. Stop crying. If he left you, it's lost. 
Stop weeping over what God's hand is not on anymore. Sometimes breakthrough is deliverance. Sorry, breakup is deliverance. You caused your breakup when you came for deliverance service. He has a lot to send fire on anything that's not part of your future. You prayed it. Then you broke up your crying. You prayed it. You don't understand? Anything, God, that will stop me from entering. Boom, the next morning he called you and broke up. It's not the devil you prayed. God heard you. And God liked to answer that prayer well. But Moses, my servant, is that. The reason for this today, before I even, I go about 26 minutes. I, I want to understand that when a chapter ends, God opens a new page. Your past, God has dealt with that. And God is saying, get ready to walk into the new. And for me, this season of the new, I, I want it to be postured. Amen. And the Lord said that there was a land that I'm giving to Israel. But before they go into the land, you must first arise. And most of us are still there mourning over the dead. Oh, Moses. Moses, if you were here. Moses, only if you were here. Mourning. Moses. And God is saying, I'm waiting. Time is ticking. It's dead. Stop mourning. There's a land for you. There is a place to conquer. There are mountains to conquer. There are influences to conquer. You need to get up. Stop mourning over that system. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. Stop blaming Moses. He didn't train you. Get up. And a lot of us are still there. Why? We blame our parents. We're not holding our hands in life. Stop complaining. It's done. Stop. Leave your dad alone. Leave your mom alone. Now get up. If not for my dad, how would I have been? It's okay. It's dead. Move on. We're blaming the future based on the mistake of our parents. Okay, what they've done was wrong. Somebody said, full stop. Now move on. It's done. Stop complaining. Why are you not married? My mother. Why are you not working? My mother. Why are you broke? My mother. Everything, my mother. You know the reason why? You are looking for a perfect excuse so that you don't advance. So that when anyone asks you questions why you're still where you are, you want to have a, a legitimate reason to tell them, well, I haven't prospered because of my mother. Whatever held you in the past is dead. Are you hearing me, church? I want you to know this. Whatever held you in the past, no more, say no more excuse. Now the Bible says, arise and cross over this Jordan. Cross over this Jordan. You and all the people. To the land which I am giving them. So there is a land that God is giving you. But guess what? The land can only be inherited when it first arises. You cannot possess a land mourning. You cannot enter into your prophetic future mourning. It's, all, it's because of this. It's because of that. How would I have been better? How would I have been that? You, we have good reasons for, for where we are. What the Lord said to, to Joshua is take responsibility. Get up. Get up. Get up. You're not a baby anymore. Stop. Get up. Get up. Stop, stop comparing. Stop. Get up. Get up. There's a land that has a name on it. But you're not going to get a land if you start complaining every single morning. 
If not for Moses, I would have been a millionaire. Get up, shut up and get up. Get up. You want to prosper. You wake up in the morning, the first thing you go is your Instagram. You're not serious. You blame your father, but you're in the morning, you're on Instagram, checking pages and likes. In this world, we live a highly competitive world. A world where if you don't fight, you don't eat. A world where you have to make ends meet by the toil of your hands. And you wake up in the morning, the first thing you're going is likes and shares. In a, in a world they call recession, we live in a recession. And you wake up, the first thing you are doing is going on people's page. And you blame where you are because your daddy was not there. Church, hear me. As believers, you must come to a space where you need to deal with daddy issue. Daddy was not there, it's gone, full stop, start. You become a better daddy to your children. Why are you still where you are? Oh, because my dad was not there. Full stop, move on. Moses is dead. Even some of us, we've lost our parents, but yet we still complain. They are the reason why. They're dead. There is a land that has your name on it. That's what the Bible says. There is a land I'm giving to you, but you cannot possess the land mourning. You cannot. Let me tell you life. Quitters. Quitters will never see the prophetic future. Quitters. Quitters are people who probably had a good start. Don't want to stay the process. And because of the pressure of the process, they decided to let go. You hear me? Just in case you don't know, let me tell you what the world is like right now. It is true. We are just living by faith as believers. The world is in a, this country is in a recession. It is. It is. It's not getting better. It's not getting better. And that's why as believers, you must take responsibility that I refuse to be like the system. I refuse. May, may I say something that you may not like, but I'm going to say it as a, as a believer. You hear me? I'm a kingdom man. I pray you get this one. I don't get offended. I'm going to pray re, re, as a prophet. Hear me? Why would the kingdom people believe in on benefits? You don't want to. You don't want to. I'm talking about kingdom. I'll say it again. You won't like it. I'm going to say it again. Why would the kingdom of God be waiting for the kingdom of this world to pay our bills? You cannot move from point A to point B until you get money from the government. You are kingdom. Hell is laughing. The power of kingdom is in its independence of the government of the world. I don't need the government to, to put in some money in my account. I'm a kingdom. In fact, I should be giving to believers. Believers cannot pay for stuff. Believe kingdom people. Kingdom people cannot pay for stuff. And unbelievers, unbelievers are not in the system, but the church is.
Unbelievers don't work for the month. But believers will be signing for, for money from the government. Kingdom. How do you preach to an unbeliever? Who is doing so well? In an, maybe has, doing so well. And you're just going to take your money from God. How would they listen to your gospel? You need to realize that, listen, that system needs to die. Think kingdom. Think when will I leave this job as an employee and become my own boss? I want to have investment, companies. Think kingdom. The believer would have to beg his manager to have time off work for God's kingdom stuff. An unbeliever will sign you annually. Unbeliever. An unbeliever will tell you when to work and when not to work. An unbeliever. There is an inheritance that has your name on it. But before you enter that space, you must first understand that the, the past system is done. Are you hearing me, church? You cannot afford to think kingdom living like you are a pauper. That system has to, it has to go. Get someone in church. Let us know your business idea. What do you want to do? What do you really need to do? Are you trained in this field? Pastors don't pay me enough at work. They start your own thing. Moses, my servant, is dead. Moses took you out of Egypt. But not judge, I will take you to your promise. But hear me. He, he, he took you out of Egypt doesn't mean he's going to take you to your promise. Your job will not take you to your promise. Your job can only give you some, 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 some deliverance benefits. Your job will not take you to your promise. Your job is like Moses. It's dead. Are you hearing me, church? Unless you are thinking on that level of smallness. You want to be great in this life? You think your 9 to 5 will make you great? In a highly competitive world? There is a promise that has your name on it, but guess what? You must stand up, wake up. Unbelievers are taking the word by storm. You are gossiping on WhatsApp. Sometimes I, I'm, I'm, I'm dumbfounded. I can't even when I hear some things Christians say. Unbelievers are taking the word by storm. And the church is fighting and complaining. That system has to die. Moses, my servant, is dead. Say, Lord, I am ready for the new. What am I trying to say? You will never come into your fullness or your newness if you still hold on to your past. You know, the, you know it, the sad thing is that every single one of you, hear me? I'm going to say it well. You can hear God, hear me, when he created you, put something inside of you 
that will make you a star to this generation. Every single one. Listen. Every single person here has wealth. Everyone. Amen is good. It's a good thing. But some of us are going to amen, amen, amen broke. You need to find what it is God has called you for. You know, we've we've gone past the days of I receive. I receive. It's not receive. Find out what you're born for and walk in it. You know, when you find your purpose, you don't struggle. Let go. I'm I'm not even joking. If Lord, we're going to become boring believers. Most of us don't like our jobs, we know. But we have to work to make money. We don't like it. Oh, I didn't like mine. Nah, 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 I, I hated it. I complained every Monday. Only me talking, talk, I'm talking to myself to the train station, only me. Wake up in the morning. Kind of thing is now, wake up in the morning. No rest now. Go to work, go to work every single time. Go to work, go, go to the train station. It was bad. It was bad. But I knew I wasn't functioning 100. I knew that. But I needed to pay bills. Not just financially, but even in your life. Certain relationships are done with. Stop trying to make it work. We can be believers, but from a distance. When you have people in your life that always remind you of pain, cut them off in Jesus' name. You deserve your peace. Thirty minutes. Hey, guy, chapter number two, verse six to nine. I want to charge you today to go back home and see yourself as just a listen. You're not just a wife material. It's an insult on you, a woman. Your wife material. What's a wife material? What is that? Who who defines wife material? You're not the material. Uh, wife material. What is man? What is husband material? You're, oh, you're, you're, you're marriageable. Who by who? By whose standard? When you know that you're a queen, you, you, you are built for one, you're a wife material. You, you let one man tell you a wife, one man tell you a wife material. Wife material. And a lot of you, you've, you've reduced yourself to his material. So many hear me. Hear me. Women, hear me. Hear me. Hear me. The man was created from dust. The woman was created from the finest part of a man's bone. Side the rib. The man was created in Eden. She was created in the garden. The man was made. She was formed. Understand who you are. You, you, you are not basic. To the point where, listen, listen, church, hear me, hear me. The man had no clue. He died when you were made. The world slept. 
in the in the in the in the, in the, in the he prays him. Adam was unconscious when God made it. the man had no clue. How can a man who has no clue about you tell your wife material or not? How can it how can it define who you are? And you let dust. You let dust tell a queen. She's not good at dust. You let dust tell a queen she's not good enough. Oh, wow. <laughs> Women, place yourself with dignity. Let a man chase after you. Give him, give him, give him, give him some highlight though, but let him chase after you. Agai 2, verse 6 to 9. Let me tell you. Bumping into your ex. A Canada water. It's no prophecy. I'm not even joking. Bumping your... Oh, I saw him. It's not a sign. And, 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 and this, this is not relationship talk. Let me help you. Women, do better. Don't make your ex laugh at you. If you break up, date someone better. Anyway, let's do that. Oh, a guy, chapter number two, six to nine. The Bible says, For thus says the Lord of hosts, once more, it is a while, a little while, I will shake heaven and earth, the sea and the dry land. I will shake all nations, and they shall come to desire of all nations, and I will fill this temple with glory, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. The glory of the, the glory of the latter house. Uh, somebody said the glory of the latter house. Bible said the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place I will give peace, says the Lord of hosts. The Lord says there is a glory of the former house. Don't get me wrong. The former has served you while it did. Moses was good while he was alive. Your ex was okay while he was alive. You know what I mean. <laughs> the past was okay while it was there. But the Lord is saying that there is something even better than what you thought was good enough. Are you getting me church? There is something much more better than where you thought you'd been. You haven't seen anything yet. You think you've seen God move? You, see, you think you've seen God do a miracle in your life? Watch God move in the next couple of months. The glory of this latter house. What the Lord said, what's about to happen? Are you getting ready, church? What's about to happen will shake foundations that people will say to you, how come all of a sudden this is better than where you're coming from? The glory of the latter house. Is seated. What the Lord said. It's what he says. The silver is mine. The gold also is mine, says the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter temple. The glory of the latter temple. There was a glory of Moses and the tabernacle. The glory of Solomon and the temple. 
the glory of David. You see that of Zerubbabel. But there is a glory that was yet future in that time. That the Bible says the glory of this house. Understand the weight of the cabot of the former houses. Hmm, hear me. The former house had the cabot. The weighty, hefty glory of God. And they thought that was the height or the height of the glory of God. Then God turns to say there is yet another glory that is thicker, stronger, bigger. You thought your last testimony was big? Watch God move. You thought your last story was big? Watch God move. There is a glory that will hit some of you today that people will look at you and say to you, how come all of a sudden you are shining? How come all of a sudden the Lord has turned your story? How come all of a sudden there is a lot of, says, lot of glory? There is a glory that's about to hit us today that people will look at us and say, my God, there is something about you, you glow. My God, you are walking in miracles. My God, something has shifted. My God, there is a lot of, say, lots of glory. Let me see that. It's a lot of glory. My goodness. And find a scripture that is the main one. I've got about five minutes to go. Matthew chapter number nine, verse 16 to 17. I decree, Lord Jesus, that they haven't seen anything. You make a way in the wilderness. Rivers will spring from the desert. Lord, what eyes had not seen? Their family will look at them and say they are perfect examples. My goodness, get ready for the congratulations. In the name of Jesus, your boss will look at you and say, You are chosen. You qualify for the job. I prophesy that where you have been denied before, get ready for big congratulations. I decree your family looked at you and said you are good for nothing. Get ready to be appreciated. Get ready to be respected and honored. In the name of Jesus, I decree the things that never worked in your favor. Get ready for God to move. In the name of Jesus, the people who say that you are good for nothing, they will look at you and say, well done to you. In the name of Jesus, your story will be better. In the name of, I prophesy that the glory of the latter shall be greater than the former. The past is gone. Get ready for the new in the name of Jesus. Ooh. Ooh. My God. Mountains are moving. Mountains are moving. The mountains from your past are moving are clearing up for you. All the mountains will melt before you. Mountains are moved. Mountains. 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 Listen, listen. Strongholds are breaking. Strongholds are break, stronghold. The stronghold, stronghold, stronghold from your father's house, stronghold from your mother's house. They are breaking, stronghold, breaking, 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 stronghold, breaking, 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 stronghold. 
Breaking, breaking, breaking stronghold. Breaking, breaking, breaking stronghold. We'll break every tie. We'll break every curse. We'll break your Jezebella. We'll break your Delilah. We'll break your witchcraft curse. We'll break your Pazofella. We'll break you now. We'll break you now. We'll break you now, stronghold. 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 That's okay. Be seated at the last, the last scripture today. No one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch will pull, patch pulls away from the garment, and the tear is made worse. I like the next part. That's where we are today. Two minutes. <laughs> no, do they put new wine into old wine skin? Or else the wine skins break and the wine is spilled. A lot of things yet to unpack. And the wine skins are ruined. But they put new wine into a new wine skin and they are both preserved. They are both preserved. Kainos in the Greek speaks about the timing and the quality. I'm ending. Keep playing. There is a wine skin and there is a, there were wine. There's a wine. To get a wine skin, you have to kill an animal and use their skin to make a bottle. So a new wine skin is the skin that you knew. See the word new. These are drinking bottles. Milk, water, wine. But to make this bottle, you have to kill an animal or the skin of an animal. And you sow this animal. You hear me? You sow this animal. Now remember that even though it's the body of an animal, it still has nutrients. Or maybe the dermatologist will tell us more about that. Then you dry up this skin. It goes through under severe temperature and pressure. It becomes very hard. It's even hard to even put the needle through the, through the, the skin because it's so hard. And remember, it's like a water bottle. Nah. And we understand water can go through any little part. But they have to tie it so hard that it can sustain water. That's the way I'm going. So we understand that the gut skin can be used to hold water. For how long as it could hold water? But it's not for wine. Because, you hear me? When you get the grape wine or the grape juice or grape wine and you, you go through the whole, you know, sucking off and all that, the wine goes through what you call fermentation. Fermentation is also known as progression. Ah. When the wine is kept for a little while, as it stays longer, some people say that old wine is a stronger wine. So the more the wine stays longer, it ferments. Ferments means that it increases in kindness, quality. Therefore, if you put a new wine, skin, a new wine in an old wine skin, that's a problem. The old wine skin can has a level of elasticity. Hook's law says that 
a body will stretch, called torsion, and stretch until it reaches its breaking point. Now, because it's a good skin, it has a certain level of elasticity. Are you hearing me? It's gone through periods and times of elastic range. So, because it's old, it cannot go through, go beyond a certain level. It's old wine skin. The problem with putting new wine in an old wine skin is that new wine progresses. And if you put a new wine in the old wine skin, the old wine skin don't have space to accommodate its progression. And because of that, the old wine skin busts and everything is scattered. The Lord is saying you put a new wine in a new wine skin. Why? As the wine begins to ferment, the skin begins to expand and expand. Why? Because the skin has capacity for fermentation. Hear me, church. What the Lord said to tell you as we end today, a lot of you are still stuck where you are because God has given you progressive revelation, but you're still stuck in your old ways. There is no space enough for you to think, rethink, learn, or not learn. Why? You've reached the margin of your threshold. So a lot of you are still stuck to systems that do not give capacity for growth. That's the reason why you are still where you are. The problem with those kind of people, when they come into a space of a different revelation that can make them grow, they bust. That's the reason why religious people always bust out. Why? Because they cannot accommodate progressive revelation. They are too stuck in their ways. So a lot of you, one of the reasons why your faith is not preserved or the revelation is not preserved is because you are trying so hard to accommodate fresh revelation with bad minds old thoughts old processes oh it's different my ex-pastor used to do it this way do you know the reason why most relationships have been messed up because you are trying so hard to preserve your new boyfriend with your old boyfriend mentality your church churches that you go to oh they're not like the other church you you find it so hard to capture fresh progressive revelation in your stock up mind a lot of us are still where we are and we're asking god why is there no change the problem is not the new wine no 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 the problem is not the new wine the problem is the old wine skin the old wine skin do not have the capacity to elongate or stretch beyond a lot of you are still stuck in this box and when you get fresh revelation you get upset because you cannot accommodate fresh revelation instead of expanding you begin to bust out and complain and shout and cry why because where you are do not have the capacity capacity to accommodate fermentation listen ladies and gentlemen revelation is good fermentation revelation means that i'm progressing in my thoughts it means i'm progressing in my life a lot of you you haven't prospered in your life why because you've been boxed up by your former past your former thoughts your former preconceptions and presuppositions and now when you hear change you get upset and frustrated
Why? Because this is threatening the weight and the, the size of your wineskin. We, we all have wineskins here. Your wineskin is your mental capacity. Your wineskin is how much more are you able to accommodate. Your wineskin is your threshold. Your wineskin is how much can stretch you. A lot of you, you've broken already. Why? You get frustrated that your pastor is stretching you. You get frustrated that your leader is stretching you. Why? Because you have a certain level of wineskin. But understand this church, in order to grow, you must also be a new wineskin. Why? A new wine skin progresses as the wine progresses. Therefore, you need new relationship that progresses as you progress. You need a new church that progresses as you progress. You need new friends that progresses as you progress. If you are the smartest amongst your friends, it's an old wine skin. So, what is the new wine skin? The new wine skin is a skin that gives us space to grow. Let's become new wine skins so we can create room for new friends. New wine skin that creates room for correction. Let me tell you what old wine skin is. Old wine skin tells you that when a guy comes and talks to you, they are flirting. No. When you, when you haven't solved your emotional issues, even compliment looks like flirting. Old wine skin mentality. You do the things like your father did, old wine skin. Old wine skin are afraid of change. They don't want to just put that thing down for a minute. I'm, I'm pumped. Old wine skin don't want to change. Old wine skin are still messed up in a box. Do not want to progress. Do not want to grow. I am tired of preaching fresh revelations to old wine skin because old wine skin always have issues. I don't like the pastor's wife. I don't like the choir. I don't like the pastor's shoe. I don't like this. They always complain why. Old wine skin don't have capacity to stretch, but I've come to prophesy that this is the generation of the new wine skin. Say, I am a new wine skin. Rise up on your feet. The King of Zion, you are I at one, you are the holy one. Yahweh, ah, you are, you are, you are, Yahweh, you are, you are, you are. For 10 seconds, hear me. The Bible says, and when you put a new wine, we like new wine. Who like new wine here? Not physical, I mean, stop being too born again. New wine represents new thing God is doing. New revelation. New joy. We all love new wine, right? But you cannot accommodate new wine with old mindsets. That was the reason, Delicia, why when in, in Luke chapter number 5, when they threw the net in the deep, the net began to break because the net just caught something new for the first time. The net only broke because the net was not designed for the deep, it was designed for the sea. 
So it began to break. You cannot capture fresh revelation with old mindsets. Are you here in church? So right now we want to change our minds. God is giving us fresh revelations. But we have to break off the old. The old is dead. Are you here in church? Say, you are the high. Say, yeah. Yes, you are, you are. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come on, come on, come on, come on. One more time. One more time. You are, you are, you are. Here. Here. The new wine skin is a new heart, a new mind, a new way of thinking. I want you to leave this place and start thinking new. Don't think like church anymore. Think like kingdom. Think like kingdom. Don't be quick to crucify what you don't understand. Be open to people. It's okay to be nice. It's okay to be friendly. You don't have to be arrogant to be deep. Be kingdom. Say hello to your neighbor. Give a smile. Let's stop this unnecessary church debt. That you don't have to speak around. You don't have to go around church speaking in tongues. You don't love in English. Kingdom, change of mindset. God is doing something new, but that's something you can only find accommodation in your mindset. Now lay your hands on your chest. It's a prayer for everybody, including myself. It's a change of mind. Metanoia is a change of heart. Metanoia, change of heart. Because God wants to bring the new wine, but the problem is that are you, are you fit enough to receive what God has to say? What God is bringing? God is bringing new wine, but the wine skin has to be ready. Lord, we just pray. Change our hearts. Where you are right now, for just 60 seconds, ask the Lord to change your heart. Ask him to change your heart. Ask him to change your heart. Lord, change my heart to be a better believer, a better Christian, to think like you. Let this mind be in you. Take my heart and more. Take my mind. Transform it. Take my will. Come from to yours, to yours, to yours. Oh, take my mind. Yes, Papaya. Transform. Take my will. Come from it to yours, to yours, to yours. Hold on, take my mind. 
mold it. Check my mind. Transform it. Check my will. Conform to to for the last time. Last. Take my mind. Take my heart. Take my mind. Transform. Take my will. Conform it to yours. To yours. To yours. To yours. Let this mind be in you which was in Christ to yours. Let this mind to yours. To yours. To yours. To yours. To yours. To yours. Finally. While your eyes are closed, this is an altar call. But it's not the altar call that you're used to. It's an altar call of a changed mind. If you know that you want the Lord to change your mind, to give you the ability to change how you think, how you process, you know that you are stuck in some ways and you're always afraid of change. It's not a bad thing. But you cannot, I mean, God will not trust you with new wine, with the old mindset. If that is you today, you want the Lord to transform your heart and let go of your past. Let go of your former. Let go of the former things. You want the freshness, a newness, a newness. Come on, I just pray. Say, Lord God, I'm ready. I'm not laying hands on you. Just cry before the Lord. I feel God said that's a freshness. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, we're not going to do church like before. This is kingdom. This is kingdom. Freshness. 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 Cry to the Lord. You've got 58 seconds. Say, God, change my mind. Change my heart. Transform me. Transform me. Cry to the Lord. He's here. He's here. Your mindset is changing. All you think is changing. Yes, 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 yes. It's changing. Yes. Change my heart. Change our hearts. Change us. Change us. Change us. Change us. Change us. Change us. What this means is that you are ready for the new wine. Spirit of the Lord, here they are. Fill them again with new wine <laughs> fill them again with new wine Lord as wine skins they are ready they have decreed that they are new wine skins Lord fill them that they might preserve both them and the wine Holy Spirit the next one minute I'm not laying hands on them, but fill them that they might be drunk with new wine. It's upon them. 
close your eyes fresh wine is coming upon you fill them that they might be drunk with fresh wine yes holy ghost fill them fill them fill them fill them fill them fill them new wine new wine new wine yes lord fill them fill them fill them lord fill them 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 with new wine oh god spirit of the living god fill them with new wine look at them 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 this is just 30 seconds of silence 30 seconds of silence open your hearts you are new wine skins now but get ready for the new wine so that you don't spill and that you are preserved holy ghost holy ghost holy ghost fill them with new wine that they might be filled with your presence holy ghost a fresh wind <laughs> and a fresh wine take over now they are ready holy ghost they are ready new wine new wine your hearts are ready feel them feel them feel them feel them feel them don't hold it back i've got 30 seconds here drunk in his presence. Holy Ghost. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Search them. Search them. Search them. Search them. <laughs> Don't hold it back. I'm trying to stop. It's not letting me stop. I'm going to stop at all costs. Don't hold it back. Find them, Lord Jesus, and fill everyone just as you came upon them on the day of Pentecost. These ones are out. Holy Ghost, now fill them. Fill them. Fill them. Fill them. Your 
we thank you, Jesus, for this infilling. We thank you, Jesus, for the new wine and the new wine skin. New ideas, new phenomena, new thoughts, new Jesus, new. We give you all the praise for walking in the new. If that is you, give the Lord a big hand in his place. Confess this to me, say, Jesus, I'm walking in the new. Old mindset is gone away. Old, old mindset is done with. I am walking in the new. I am a new wine skin. And I am ready for the new. In the name of Jesus. Give the Lord a big hand and then God bless you as you go back to your seat. Thank you. It's a new coming. Is that you? It's a new. It's a new. A fresh anoint. Coming my season of prosperity. It's a new Alright, so we want to take an offer now. Like, are you taking announcements? Always taking announcements. You? Stay there. I'm, not, I'm coming up now. Alright, so once the announcement finishes, I'd like to grab your audience for just 10 minutes. Um, Brother Zach has a testimony. Are you ready, Zach? He has a testimony, but it will not be recorded on camera. For loads of reasons. So, once he has a testimony that will encourage someone here. But it's not going to be on camera for loads of reasons. Is that okay? Yeah. So after the offering, we're going to have Brother Zach. I love you and God bless you. Okay, please.
All right. Okay. All right. Before you put this stuff, is it off now? Okay, that's fine then. Um, where's Emmanuel? I need Emmanuel quickly. And the media team, come please. Is that come? Zack, Zack. Media team? And Emmanuel, where's your leader? Yeah, the work meeting is at church. Tell him to. It's at church. The Kenyan is back to London. All right, while we're waiting for Emmanuel, work meeting on Sunday. All right, I want to thank um, the media team. Come, media team, come. Are you surprised? <laughs> These guys have been doing an amazing job. Um, the media team has been, thank you so much for your love. They, they've been having sleepless nights and um, it's been, oh, I, I, I can say a lot of things about you guys. I just want to thank you so much. But especially for your leader, Emmanuel. Um, Manuel has been from, like, been there from time. And, uh, I want to thank you for your consistency. Thank you for your heart. Thank you for your leadership, for your support. And, um, as a senior leader at the Brook Place, here on our campuses, I've reviewed your work again and again. And this is me officially welcoming you to the SLT. Yeah. All right. For those of you that don't know, SLT is the strategic leadership team. So we've seen your work. You are one of the most professional that I know. So this means that we are taking you from the church to leadership so that you can be part of the big change that is coming in the future. Congratulations. God bless you. All right, go back. All right. Now... Brother Zach has a testimony. Be patient with him. Be patient with you, right? Be patient with him. There's a reason why he might explain to you why he doesn't want this recorded. But hear me. Take your time and listen. Be patient with him. And there is a story and an encouragement for you. God bless my brother. Hello. Hi. I've never spoke publicly or in a microphone, so forgive me if I don't know, but yeah. All right, well, basically, this is like a testimony of testimonies before my actual testimony, if that makes sense. Now, I had everything in this world. I had a perfect family, 
had my kids, I had everything, businesses, everything, but I got it all the wrong way to an extent. I was, I was like on road, I was a, what they may even call like a career criminal for like 17 years. But God was with me every step of the way. Like, I'd, I'd literally step out of a house five minutes before the door would come through and stuff like this. Like, he just kept me out of trouble. He didn't want me to be in these bad places, but he looked after me. Now, I lost everything in my life, everything, due to my own mistakes and my own faults. I was a greedy man when it comes to money. I was a greedy man when it comes to women. I had my baby, I had my perfect family there for like nine years and I was adulterating the whole way through it. Yeah, and that breaks me because they didn't deserve what I put them through. Do you know what I mean? Now, as I said, I was like a career criminal, but I was clean the whole time. I never touched drugs, I never done anything myself. I smoked a bit of weed, but that was it. I never done anything else. And then until, uh, until the age of 28, I had like three main affairs when I was in my relationship and I got away with the first two to an extent. And then I told my third one about my whole life. And then when I left her, she went and told my baby mother everything, everything. I lost everything. I was down and it was all due to my own myself. I can't point a finger or blame any other human in this world other than my own greediness. Now, then I started taking drugs and I got lost for like five years. Like, when I mean to an extent where I was gamble with my life, like I would never go and stand on the top of a building and look down that I'm gonna jump, but I'd take 10, 15 ecstasy in a day. I'd take bombs of MDMA that were like Maltesers. I was to a point where I started on heroin for like three years doing like three grams a day. And then Bobby found Whitney and it come 10 times worse, but it was, a, it was crazy life. And then in October, well, two years before October, no, two and a half years before October, I took myself out of the country to try and get away from drugs. But then I become worse with drugs where I was. Then I thought, you know what, I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna get my life straight. I need to get rebuild my family. I need to sort everything out. Now, a lot of you probably got a lot of questions. Who's that white guy in the back who's always in his emotions and feelings? Because I do, this is a place for me to cry. This is a place for me to break down. Coming to church don't make me no more or less with God. The road I've had with him has been unreal. You know what I mean? But yeah, I come back in October and I touched down in England and I said, I'm not going to touch heroin again. And I went through hell withdrawals, and most people, they go to a doctor's, most people, they get help with medication, temporary drugs, X, Y, Z. I went through it with God. Yeah. But, not just that, I come back into a country having nothing. I had zero. And I had to go back into my old lifestyle, unfortunately, to earn money. So I was like two months, it's October, November, December, and I made good money in them two months because I've got good credit in that world. I've never done anybody any bad, and I was always a good person. Like, I was always on point with money. I was never, sh I, was a, I was good. So I come back and I had good credits and I got straight back into it. 
and I turned over big money in the first two months, enough to get myself a house, enough to get myself a car, enough to get myself back into the real world. Now, before Christmas, God spoke to me and he said, go and break them scowls on the kitchen table. He said, go and give away everything you've got. I had properties full of stuffs. I had bags full of stuff. I had loads of stuffs. Just get rid of everything. And I've done it. But then it took like six weeks, maybe eight weeks, before I was losing my house. So I lost my house where I was living. Then I see my car outside. I was sleeping in that car for six weeks. I was going and using my friend's membership card to go and shower, to go and stuff like this in the gym. Now, I had options of places to go, don't get me wrong, but I had to go through that on my own. This is the way God needed me to go through it. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I done that. And I was manif manifesting things in my head and I was thinking like something good gonna come, something has to come. You're sacrificing everything in this world, you're stepping right. Then I had an opportunity like to move to London. Like, it wasn't an opportunity, I forced it. Like, I thought I need to go to London where I don't know anybody. You know what I mean? Like, I'm from Essex originally, so when I come here, I knew nobody. And I said to everybody, like, and imagine a lot of people looking at me like I'm a crackhead, like I'm heroin this or druggy that. But I said to him, like, I'm going to go into London. I'm going to become a driver. I'm going to drive with celebrities. That was my vision in my head. Now, all I can say is with the sacrifice and everything that I gave and I give my, every day I wake up and I say, if you want to push me left, push me left, push me right, push me right, whatever way, like, you'll push me, innit? So, he has blessed me ultimately, and I mean ultimately, like, with my, with my work, like, if there's anybody in the country right now, like, celebrity-wise, and I want to meet them, I can get to them within 24 hours. That 